Hi, you're listening to Ember Weekend. I'm Chase McCarthy. And I'm Jonathan Jackson, and we're here uh, to cover some newsy-type things and stuff uh, in the Ember community. Uh, it's going to be really exciting. This is episode 61, and we are uh, we are broadcasting out of the uh, HashRocket offices in Jacksonville Beach. So it's all nice and sunny out there, and we are in a studio recording because we love you. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be really great. Yeah, so this episode's title is called League of Emberitos. So the first thing we're going to talk about is uh, something that was uh, that we actually participated in, uh, which was uh, GemConf. Uh, this uh, was a couple weeks ago now, uh, right after or right before rather our training, and uh, it was really really fun. Uh, it was really cool to kind of experience uh, the mix and match of remote presentations and uh, local presentations, and kind of hang out with some of the some of the San Francisco people. So it was really uh, it was really cool and. Uh, we have a blog post from uh, Jordan Hawker, who also spoke um, at GemConf about kind of his experience there and uh, through his through his perspective, like what was what were the cool parts of the of the conference, and I thought it was really well written and very cool. Yeah, I, I loved uh, loved the GemConf. The, the offices were great too. Um, the, thanks for thanks to Twitch for you know providing lunch and you know doing all the things they did to to set this up and. Uh, you know, I know some people had to get there early on a weekend to to let us in, so yeah, I really right. appreciate that. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was really great. I know that Chase and I were frantically working on uh, firming up on some uh, some training stuff. So yeah, it was definitely it was definitely really welcome to have like there was a split side of like a present presenter side and kind of like an open side where people could sit around and still participate, but not uh, not necessarily disturb people by uh, still working. So it was really an awesome venue, and it was a great thing. Uh, that uh, Taras and Tracy put together, and uh, all the you know all the speakers were really great too. So it's very cool. Yeah, if I, I I can't remember what the talk was, but there's a really good one on uh, basically uh, building a awesome culture or something like that. Uh, it was it was really cool. It was it was an interesting take on like you know what what a company has to do to attract developers and how it's not not giving them crazy weird perks like bacon wrapped money. Bacon wrapped money. That that is such a good. That was really point. a thing apparently that some company did. So I thought that was. I mean, I, I would, I would take bacon wrapped money. Well, yeah, I mean, but <laughs> like, it's not like bacon wrapped. We don't have a problem with bacon wrapped money. I yeah, mean, but, that's but I would rather have like more time off. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, or sustainable pace, or yeah, <laughs> or, maybe, yeah. maybe uh, <laughs> or work nice life boss. balance. You know, <laughs> yeah, totally. So that was that was really great. There was also one about uh, WebSockets. I think Ben Limmer put that one on, and that was really good. It was really great. Actually, was that WebRTC or was it WebSockets? I think it was WebSockets. Yeah, it was WebSockets because it was about like you know how to uh, show like a GIF that somebody clicks. Oh, on that's and right. Yeah, sees yeah. Yeah, and there was actually a demo and live coding and stuff. It was really, really fun. Yeah, I actually, um, there was a trick he used or there was something he did that I ended up doing the exact same thing in the chat demo that we did for training. I was like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. And I did that. So that was like, I actually learned something like right as I was preparing that thing, he did it. And I was like, oh, cool. That's all my problem. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. So the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, your CSS styles in Ember and how you're probably doing it wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the, the goal of a linter is to like, you're doing it wrong. Is that, is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Well, I mean, I really like, I don't know if I'm doing it right or wrong. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's CSS. Um, that was actually one of the other good talk that Jim Kampf was, uh, Runspired's talk that, uh, CSS is not hard. It's impossible. Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, this, uh, this, there's a, t a tool out there called style lint. Uh, they have a website stylelint.io and, uh, someone's working on making a add on that pulls this into your application. I'm working right now on pulling this into the Ember Weekend chat demo that we used for the uh, the training. So whenever I get that up, I'll I'll push that into a branch there, and and uh, we'll mention it, and you can try it out. 
um, that I've seen how it's supposed to look on style.io and it looks uh, looks pretty cool. It's basically like JS hint, but it says, you know, hey, uh, you used like pixels here. Maybe you should use percentage or something else. I don't know. Uh, there, whatever CSS rules you could break. Yeah, well, with uh, with all linters, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt because you know there's stylistic concerns there, especially like you know e the ES6 linter is what I'm thinking of right now, and it's like, oh well, do I really care that there's a space after the closing paren but before the braces in a function declaration? Eh, kind of not really, but you know, put it picking picking you know picking something that everyone has to conform to can end up really helping people onboard and get used to uh, you know how to look and how things should look. So. It's definitely valuable, and I, I'm, I'm the jury's still out. I, I kind of want to ask some of our designer friends to see, uh, you know, how they how they feel about the style and stuff. But uh, it's definitely intriguing, and I'm really excited about the Ember add-on for sure. Right, maybe maybe a style lint that just says, um, like if you change any of the styles, it says, "Are you a developer or designer?" <laughs> just like a, a yes, yes, no, check, yeah. check yes if or no. If you say, if you say, if you say developer, it just like it just it just checks out the old, the original version. Of no, the no, 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 no. It, it does it. It applies it, commits it, and then opens up a PR to a designer, <laughs> tagging a designer to to yeah, like pl review. Please look at this. Yeah, please look at this. We 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 did our best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next thing we want to talk about is a uh, quick mention. Uh, Chase and I both uh, use Vim like all day, every day. Uh, and I know that's uh, we're not trying to start any uh, editor wars. So if you don't use Vim, and there's there's plenty of other good editors out there, um, but if you're if you're using uh, Vim and you're an Ember developer, there's a, uh, a a thing called Ember Tools by Andrew Andrew uh, Radev, and it's a it's a Vim plugin that uh, gives you um, some uh, some basic functionality around searching. So specifically like GF, so like go to file is uh, used heavily in in Vim, and uh, this works uh, on component invocations so it'll actually try to find the components uh, file it works on module declarations uh, it works in a lot of different places and there's also some some things for like getting alternate files and stuff like that i think he recommends that you use projectionists for getting rails style rails vim style uh, projections in there which uh, chase and i both uh, have dabbled with although typically i just type out the path at this point um but uh yeah it's definitely something that i think you should check out yeah, it sounds pretty cool. It's uh, it is weird going back and forth between like Rails and like Elixir and then Ember, and then you you know you get on something you're like GF and it just like randomly works or doesn't or maybe takes you to the wrong file and you're like ah uh, yeah yeah okay, I'm in the one place it doesn't work. In in that in that regard, I'm kind of like a little heretical in that I I think that because I jump around into so many disparate types of projects, I install NerdTree on every machine I go to. Uh, just to honestly, just so that I can have it open and visible and understand like the new project structure, especially like when you open up a node module, because you really never know what a node modules directory structure is going to be like. So that in a fuzzy finder, but you know, I don't, I don't, I think that having that project drawer up is, is pretty nice. So anyways, this is a really, uh, <laughs> don't, I don't want to, I don't want to advocate people necessarily using nurturing unless, unless you want to just as a side note, I feel like I need to caveat that my, uh, my. Uh, co-workers in Chicago are probably doing spit takes. Um, but yeah, this is a really cool tool. It's definitely uh, interesting to, to see more of these kind of tools pop up. Uh, so check it out. So it was mentioned recently that League of Legends has rewritten their uh, game client in Ember. Uh, it's a kind of a custom node webkit style uh, application host, it seems like, uh, written in C++, um, but it's hosting a web application. And that's that's really cool. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Electron is for, from what I understand of it. They they likened it to Electron in a couple different uh, parts of the article that we're going to link to. 
uh, and it seemed it seems really cool. And the the really cool part is that since it's kind of uh, an application platform for little web apps where they can have little micro web apps that different teams are responsible for, uh, they made it to where, oh, we're going to use Ember across all of our teams, which is awesome. Super, really like really cool. I didn't know Riot was using Ember. Uh, we're going to use Ember throughout our teams. But then they, they realized that, you know, since the teams are kind of autonomous, they're going to want to make their own technical decisions. So they, they made it to where you could potentially use something that's not Ember or you could use specific versions of Ember. And, uh, and I thought this was really interesting to basically allow a little bit more flexibility, but they did say that they're using Ember for the vast majority of the JavaScript framework side of things and more surprising and not surprising, um, more interesting is that they're going, they're using Ember orbit instead of Ember data. Yeah. I, uh, I have yet to try out orbit. Um, but I, you know, I know it's, uh, you know, it's been around for a long time now. I think since a couple of comps ago, I know it was the first mention I heard of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think, think it was so. A beta. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't really, uh, I haven't really dabbled with it either. But I, I think it's really interesting, and I know that, uh, I think Dan, Dan led, led the charge on Orbit, and of course he's doing a lot of work. Uh, he's done a lot of work in Ember Data, and he's doing a lot of work in the module reunification. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it's a, it's probably, it's definitely a project that's worth looking at because I, you know, just trust in, in, you know, the developers that are working on it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, one of the interesting things about this was that the original client was uh, written in Adobe Air. Uh, and this was, you know, I think they mentioned 2005 or something like that uh, when it first came out. And uh, they're talking about how, you know, this was because there was a lot of cool things they wanted to do that weren't available in the browser. So they were going to use Adobe. And at the time, Adobe was pitching themselves as this is the future of the web. You know, uh, I think they called it, uh, they had some word for it. It was like rich web experiences or something like that. And uh, and it was all like action script and, you know, these air clients. And the great thing about them was they worked on every machine you installed them on. Um, and this was really popular. Uh, but one of the things that happened as they were developing this was that the web, you know, evolved and became this the great thing that we work in now, which is a lot more unified. Um, and a lot of the things they were doing were now available on the web. And so they realized that they could move this all over, still maintain the cross, you know, platform compatibility. Uh, and also it was much more performant. They, uh, they, they were saying that it was like, uh, players would start the game and then go back, like alt tab out and kill this because it was using up so much memory. Um, the, the original version of this, uh, and then now with this new one, they were saying no one's going to have to do that. It only uses like 20 megs of memory. Yeah. I, I, th I thought that was really interesting. They also, they, as the, as the web standardized around them, they were also thinking that, you know, going to this new platform, uh, well, the more solid HTML5 platform, uh, you could open up hiring pools that were previously kind of like restricted based off of, you know, the air, uh, platform. Uh, and yeah, I mean, there's all these, all these different kinds of wins and multi multifaceted wins. So it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. And the last thing we're going to mention, uh, just in passing, because we've talked about it before is the, uh, Mirage zero two, uh, beta series has finally made a stable release. So now Mirage is at zero two zero and, Hooray. I mean, I don't know if we can cue applause anymore. I, I think, uh, I think I'm not editing this week, so maybe we'll get applause. Who knows? But it's, uh, it's super amazing to da to da emojis and stuff. Uh, because this is a, this is a ton of work and I really like the direction that Mirage went. We talked about a blog post, uh, recently, maybe, um, two or three weeks ago where Sam kind of outlined some of the problems area problem areas he was experiencing with zero two, uh, zero two X series. So I feel like there's a lot of, uh, decisions still to be made around the future of Mirage. Um, but it's, uh, it's really, really promising and, uh, I'm excited about this and, you know, thanks to Sam for all the work that he's been doing and all the people who have, 
who have helped him along the way. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we always appreciate uh, any feedback. So if you want to reach out and just chat with us, um, reach out to us via Twitter. We're on Twitter at uh, Ember Weekend, uh, all one word. Uh, you can also subscribe to us uh, via RSS if you want. If you run into some problems with regard to uh, like looking us up on various podcast platforms, we've been having some difficulty with iTunes, but we're we're working to resolve that. Uh, so yeah, we'll be back uh, next week with episode sixty one, which. Uh, we don't have a title for yet. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like we waste... How much time do you think we spend per week thinking about titles? At least 20 minutes. At least 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I think the number is a little north of 20 minutes, but okay. Um, yeah. But we'll see you uh, We'll see you next week. Yeah. See you next weekend.